Hello everyone, welcome to Cover 2 TV, I'm Steve Hoare, joined this week just by Chris Pajak. We were meant to have Jeno with us, yeah. um, we were planning for a rare threesome on, on the show. Ooh. Ooh. But um, well, in Liverpool we had no snow, but we had a tiny little bit of ice, so the whole transport system in the city has gone to pot, Jeno's train couldn't get here. Replacement buses weren't running. Lollies jackknifing all over the motorway. Ridiculous. Not even not even snow, just a little bit cold. And yeah, the whole city pretty, is, that's pretty much it. The whole city's come to a standstill. There'll be people in America thinking, you know, we have 12 inches of snow and drive to work. Doesn't happen in Liverpool. No. Not even snow, just a little bit of cold. Genuinely, there's no snow here. Just a little bit this of ice. Is, this is a country that has some of the most changing weather ever, and we're not prepared for any of it. We're not prepared for when no. it's sunny. No. We're not prepared for those rare days that it is sunny. We're not prepared for rain. No. Tom never has a coat. You don't know Tom, but you know. <laughs> Honestly, man, I I remember going to uni and my train got cancelled once because it was too windy and <laughs> and it blown some leaves onto a track. Is that this country stuff? It's just the absolute worst. So what happened when we went down to the NFL? We got back. We got that was a guy jumped in front of our train, didn't he? Ah, yeah. That wasn't really weather weather related to why we were delayed. We were severely delayed. Thoughts got to his family. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he did throw himself or was attempted to, but either way, it was a mild inconvenience. <laughs> But I hope he's all right, the poor, poor fella, because God, God bless him. Um, <laughs> awkward. Let's move on to the actually talking about the NFL then, Chris. Um, we know the Super Bowl now. Hang on, we haven't blasted Geno yet. For anything? Yeah. Prick Geno. <laughs> How's that? That's fine. <laughs> totally cool. Any of you? Stop wearing flat caps, you prick. Yeah, there we go. Moving on. Um, we know the, what the Super Bowl is in a couple of weeks' time, or I think it's 10 days from today or whatever. The Rams and the Patriots. Championship weekend, to be fair. I always think sometimes championship weekend doesn't always deliver. Sometimes you get one-sided games or blowouts and stuff. But, I mean, two overtime games, it done nothing for my body clock in terms of having to watch them. And, uh, you know, made, made, nearly made me kids life for school the next week because I was knackered. But... We obviously for Redman we had a guest booked in for eleven o'clock who stayed up and watched it and didn't turn up and didn't turn up yeah fair enough he, he, yeah we, I had to go to work yeah same here he didn't have to do that but um it it was more than more than enjoyable as a neutral which I am obviously I I, I didn't care who won either game really other than the betting that I'd done on both of them it was a, an amazing couple, oh couple both of games. both games are absolutely superb and it was the four best offenses really wasn't it going head to head in each of those games and you know I don't know which one you want to do first but for me I love I love championship weekend you know if I could go to if I could go to a game any game it'd be a Vikings game you but know. if you'd asked me if I wanted to go to a conference championship at your home stadium or the Super Bowl I'd go to the conference championship yeah, absolutely it's just such a better atmosphere you know the fact that it's in the home yeah. and the fact that the two road teams won as well it's absolutely mental isn't it and you know the manner in which the games were played out and you know yes there's going to be massive talking points especially from that Saints game with the refereeing and stuff but I'll tell you what I hate about conference weekends yeah the fact that you just get loads of people watching it who don't really watch the sport okay. and commenting about it on Twitter. That does me nothing, you know. It's, that's what they want, though, isn't it? They want it to be, you know, eyes on the world and stuff. The, the, the only bad thing is, is that I, you can argue that both games, there was some, like, terrible officiating. It wasn't even... Yeah. It wasn't, like, a, a bad missed call here or there. I don't really go, like going about refs too much because it's, it's a bit dull and boring, but... I think it would be remiss not to talk about it in this case because my word, it was, it was so bad. Let's uh, that as well. Um, so let's talk about the one in, again. We'll we'll go through the games, both games separately in a minute. But as a whole, there's been a lot of talk post post both matches about reviews and should you be able to review 
everything, you know. So Belichick's been saying that for a few for years. A long, so, hasn't he? so obviously that the pass interference call in the Rams game, Belichick was that was absolutely furious. What the pick play that the uh, the Chiefs ran? Which one of the sixty? The one that where he threw the iPad on the floor. Um, but like, my point stands. Yeah, they're all pick plays yeah, from the Chiefs. Pretty much, yeah, and the Patriots are good at it as well. He just this was an obvious one, I think. Um, the Chiefs are devastated at the the ridiculous rough on the passer call up Brady got when someone yeah. swats the fly off his nose almost I don't even think he touched yeah. him to be honest with you his, his hand was up in front of his face but I, was I was looking up I went last week I missed last week's show I was in an NFL UK event live and they had Jeff Reinbold people in England will know him and, and um, he's does Sky Sports coverage he's a coach of Canadian football and he used he to said, be there Hamilton Wa- yeah he's, Wa- he's got a job he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's not he's, there anymore is he he's going back to something I don't know which one of the TFL teams but he said in the CFL Everything's reviewable. You can, you can, you've the same same system. You got your challenges and you lose them, and win them. But you can refl- you can challenge pass interference, offensive or defense. You can challenge, you know, Holding rough on the pass, uh, anything you can just challenge. Do you think that again? He says like the game is slowed down by a couple of minutes, but it's the right you get you, you get the right calls. It's also changed how players play in the league because. They know now they're not going to get away with them because you don't get it. Don't. Yeah, I think I, I'd like to see the hard stand on it all, to be honest with you. I think, you know, listen, I know that the NFL have, have changed tact and want to quicken the game up, you know, and that's why you're getting these in-play adverts as yeah. it is. And, you know, I was watching it on, you get loads of progressive adverts. It's obviously the same as in America where you can see the screen mm-hmm. and you can see the adverts yeah. and stuff. And that's all down to, to, to making the game a little bit quicker and they're not doing as many uh, proper advert breaks and stuff, which is great. And I think they've shaved like seven minutes off the game. So actually, you know what? For one year, you've shaved seven minutes on average off a game or so to add another two back on actually isn't that big a deal it, it depends on how many you're going to give them and I think that's the that's the point isn't it you know you are still going to get those huge calls like let's say alright let's talk about the Saints one pass interference clearly by Roby Coleman his challenges might have gone yeah, you're still going to get the talking points Yeah, yeah. you're still going to get bad calls that, that do affect games because yeah. Coaches will be out of challenges, and then so the, the the question then is, well, how many are you going to give them? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And and that then you're starting to talk about really extending the game further because you do kind of want to see everything done right, and you do want to see the best team progress. You know that call is so huge, not only because the game's ended and the Saints go there, but I don't think the Saints picked themselves back up after that. I think that's rocked painting. You know, he's not in his best frame of mind going into overtime as as the play caller. Drew Brees is thinking, well, this was our game. We should have won this game. The entire the entire Saints team is down there. And, and it, it completely affects it. Not just for the fact that they would have won the game, but they don't play the same afterwards. Yeah, let's go on to that game. We'll, we'll go backwards first. Then on that call, first, I mean, no one's going to argue it's, it's a bad call. We missed it. It was obvious. And for whatever reason... They haven't called it. That's fair enough. They kind of called like that all game. Yeah, they, well, they kind of let they, the they, game I was play. Say, they, they kept saying on the, I think it was Troy Aikman, wasn't he? Kept saying, you know, they're letting them play, which this kind of happens in the playoffs. They kind of re- relax the rules a little bit because, again, maybe it's because they've got more people watching. They want to quicken the games up. I don't know, but there was a lot going on where that wasn't getting called. But I don't know. It's, it's one of those in it where, again, I'm, I'm, the Saints fans watching or listening will say, you know, well, if it weren't for that call, we win. And, you know, you're probably right. Having said that, the offense did stutter, you know. They didn't hardly score a point in the second half. We, I saw you tweet that yourself. You know, Wade Phillips, as adjustments at half time, pretty much nullified everything the Saints wanted to do. They stopped those little dump off screen passes, pretty much the Kamara. They were tackling well. 
So although the Saints will be aggrieved, and rightly so, it was a terrible call, and they probably go to the Super Bowl, or they are going to the Super Bowl, if not for it. it in, in Sean Payton's mind, you think he's thinking, that's all well and good, but we didn't need to be at that point because my offence, I, I could have done X, Y, or Z because it did completely shut, shut down second half. Yeah, I think there was a few things that they did. They put the D-lineman on Kamara, didn't they? Yeah. And you'd think to yourself, that's not going to work. And yet somehow it did because they absolutely threw off the timing of those routes. And Dominic Jones kept running into him. And yeah, and, and really smashing him. Yeah. And it's something that I think that um, the Patriots and, and the Rams did in their game in, back in 2001. Oh, I thought, I kicked in by the Patriots. Yeah, you know, so these are things that we've seen time and again over the years not very often and I think it was brilliant on Kamara I think you know he struggled to get into the game the problem with with both teams in this game was I felt like they, they abandoned the actual running game yeah. and I know that Kamara was getting loads of yards through the short passing game but they needed to keep them honest a little bit more and the fact that the Saints were shut down so easily on, on, on offence yeah they scored at the start of the third quarter and then after that, it goes Rams touchdown, Rams field goal, Saints field goal, Rams field goal, Rams field goal. And obviously that last one's the, the game winner in overtime. They didn't do enough, but they did do enough. That's the thing. They, well, first half, they were unbelievable. Yeah. It looked like they were going to, at one point, it looked like they were going to run away. They scored the first... The fake punch changes the game. Yeah, they scored two field goals and a touchdown straight you know, off the off the bat. The, the Rams, I was going to say, with, with Sean McVay for the first time in a while when he goes for the field goal, uh, you know... That's unlike him because usually you'd expect him to go for it at that point. It was almost as if the, the the Saints were the coaching job the Saints did in the first half was amazing, and the Rams didn't really have an answer on offense or defense. And whatever happened at half time, the switch flipped because come out the second half, the Rams' offense looked much better, and the Saints' defense wasn't doing nearly as much. And then also. The Saints' offense halted while the Rams' defense looked more dominant than it than happened. Yeah, I think that's right. And whatever, I, whatever happened in the Rams' dressing room at halftime, probably probably swung. I, I think I, I think a lot of it comes down to that fake punt. I think yeah, you well, know yeah. the the mindset of the players going in there that doesn't come off the games. The game's done. It's dead and buried. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's mad to think that they weren't ready for that. The Saints because Sean Payton's a very very aggressive play caller, and he knows Sean McVeigh's a very aggressive. Play caller, and then and how many times have we seen the Rams do something mad? I think Johnny Hecker struck eighteen passes this year. Or something ridiculous, you know. It's, it's, it's you know, I, I don't know the, the exact figure, but it's a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? And the pass was great, um, but that changed the momentum of the game. And and then you add in the coaching job that I think Wade Phillips does. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, and and I'll say this on record: had the Saints progressed, I now think they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl anyway. Because, and I always thought this season that it was bang on for the Saints, but that is the first time that we've seen a team take away Michael Thomas. Yeah, and when that team took away Michael Thomas, they were there, they were done. And but not only did they take away Michael Thomas, they took away Kamara second half yeah. as well. And you shouldn't be able to do both of them. No, but that's what I'm saying. Whatever happened at half time, it, I was thinking first half. Well, Kamara's having a field day. Fair enough. If they if they want to stop Kamara. That's probably going to leave more space for the likes of Michael Thomas or whoever, and and didn't it just wasn't there? What the, would the, also be, being on the sorry being on the third choice tight ends really hurt them there as yeah, well. Yeah. You know he has a big drop early on. Was it was it Watson? Watson's was, out, and, Watson's then Hill, and then Hill got the concussion. Hill Hill got the concussion. So who was the guy who, who dropped Arnold, a couple of Arnold? Arnold. Yeah. He dropped a couple of major passes, and I think that changes the game. I think if they have their like first two mm. tight ends, it's a completely different thing. But the, there's no other weapons when you've taken Kamara and Thomas yeah. away. Sticking on this theme, where I'm going to bash the Saints a little bit for, for a while because I think they deserve a bit of it. 
I don't think Drew Brees played particularly well. No. After that cup opening start, I don't think he played well at all. Obviously, the interception at the end is not really on him. He's, he's got pressure on his face. I thought he got a bit too cute with Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. Again, I, again, they've done it all season and I get it to a point. I'm not sure on Championship Sunday at home against one of the best teams in the league, you take the ball out of Drew Brees' hands as much as you did. I know if you said he, had, he didn't have a great game, but he's a better he's a better quarterback than Taysom Hill is. I know Hill ultimately he scores a touchdown off a Drew Brees pass. I didn't really understand why they were doing that, especially around the goal line. Well, it was the play before he actually yeah. makes the throw. Taysom Hill takes the, the throw the one before, yeah. so it looked like Peyton was going to get Taysom <coughs> Hill a. He wanted him. He wanted him uh, in him. some way, and sometimes I, you know, I, I really like the job that Sean Payton's done this season, and I think he's been absolutely fantastic. And you know, maybe I've looked down on him a little bit for because I think ultimately he's a, he's an unbelievable offensive mind up there, maybe better than Sean McVay for me. But it, but as a as a head coach, I've never thought he was that good because he should have won more Super Bowls with the offenses that he's had. And it's ultimately it's his job to make sure that the defensive yep. coordinator is the right person for your team over those years. So it's been it was two thousand and nine they won the the Super Bowl, wasn't it? So I think he should have done better in the time with the players that he's had available and the offenses that he's ran. But you know, I think there was ego that got in the way there yep. of him. And I think I think he wanted to be known as the best offensive mind, and that's why he was getting Taysom Hill involved. When really being the best offensive mind is taking the seven points when you can take the seven points and not worrying about who's catching or who's throwing the ball, because ultimately they were ready for the Taysom Hill throw because because he's not done it, And, and you know all these tendencies are there to be broken. So when Taysom Hill comes into the game all season long and runs the ball, you know when it gets to playoff time, he wants to break that tendency yeah. and he wants to throw the ball. And ultimately, I think Wade Phillips knew that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And he's done a good job. Flipping over into the Rams offence, we mentioned they couldn't run the ball. Uh, Todd Gurley was apparently healthy, but they took him out. I don't I'm know. not sure that's true. He, he, he kept stretching on the sidelines, he on the bike. But either way, obviously he scores the touchdown, but he, he, he was limited or he, he chose not to use him. To be CJ Anderson again, I thought he did an all right job. He said it himself, he's the freshest running back yeah. in the NFL, and he's that makes massive. a big difference. He's, 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 he's huge. You know, fair play to him, he's, he's bulked up, whether that's in the gym or in the in the, in the the kebab shop, I don't know. He but, reminds me of the old uh, Steelers running back from 10 years ago or whatever. Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis. He's a, big, he's a big guy as well. Um, it was it was interesting the that he was... Yeah, that he was the bush. That he went to him. It, again, it shows that you mentioned egos or doing whatever it takes to win. <laughs> It, again, presuming Todd Gurley is healthy, or we don't know the score, but if he was, that's a big call for a, a young head coach to take out basically your best player off the field because it's, it, the scheme isn't, it isn't working for us. We want to just run it down your throats and we're going to do it. It, it kind of it negates um, Cam Jordan to an extent, mm-hmm. around the edges. It, it, they just went, we're going to run, run right down your throats. And they thought that C.J. Anderson was the better player to do it. I don't it's know. A brave decision. I don't know again, we, don't, we, don't, we don't know if he's healthy or not. All we can go off is that they said he is. So yeah. let's presume he is. It's a it's a bit of a brave call. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, the guy floated around. This is fourteen now. CJ Anderson's on this season. He, he, yeah. he was definitely at Carolina, definitely at the Oakland Raiders. This is his third team, yeah. So this will be his third team then. So you know, it's a huge decision to play CJ Anderson in this game. But did you hear what CJ Anderson said in the locker room after the game? He went in there and he apparently addressed the team and was like, "You think this feels good? Wait until you win the next one." You know what I mean? So he's already made himself a big part of this team and his performance. Performances over the last three weeks have shown that. And again, you look at the stats; it's not amazing. It's sixteen for forty-four. It's not. It's not like he was running all over them. But in a day when running yards were tough, he's well. What he did, he set up the play action. Yes. He, the fact that he had to, he had to be honest. 
he, 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 at some point Todd Gurley never gets runs against stacked boxes because they're terrified of the passing game I think when Steve Anderson comes in you probably think you know we, we can we can afford to get one more guy in the box because he's not he's not, he's not going to hurt us on a passing game and then and then they do that and all of a sudden there's Brandon Cooks there's a bit more space for him Hig Tyler Higby gets a couple of catches and he's in wide open Jared Goff makes some amazing throws yeah, he, I don't think he was amazing at first but he definitely grew into the oh game oh god he was shit the first two drives he was absolutely he, he, terrible but, but then he, again he grew into it I thought the Rams as a whole kind of dealt with the situation of adversity better because you're in that stadium when it's that loud and it, I mean I was listening on the telly and it was loud I saw Robert Klemko from the MNQB tweet a picture of his, his glass of water and it was shaking like in Jurassic Park when the T-Rex comes it was literally wow that's how loud that. it was and they come back from that on the road, down, maybe the best player might be hurt, they're down what, by two scores, and they dealt with it really, really well. And they dealt with it really well by bringing in a guy off the street to run the ball down the throat. It was a, an interesting tactic. It was, and listen, you know, you, you saw those miscommunications to begin the game where Jared Goff runs out to a wide receiver. Yeah. I think it's Higby that he runs out to and, and talks to him, and I've never seen that, you know what I mean? And I don't think Sean McVay liked it because he called the timeout. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I think that's because he got into the wrong play, to be yeah. honest, more than anything else. And, yeah. you know, the 15-second the thing probably didn't really affect Goff. One of the things that I would have liked to see the Saints do more of was jam the receivers at the line. Because yeah, I think that's the, that's the one thing that you can get Goff off his game and I, I imagine that the Patriots will do that. I think Goff is one of the best quarterbacks in the league uh, when the routes are run correctly, yep. when he doesn't have to go to his second read, when the scheme opens the the, the wide receivers up. Yep. But what happens is if, you ja- if you're able to jam those receivers... His timing's off, and he's not as good at reacting as someone like a Pat Mahomes is. Yeah. But if you're just saying him, this is the play, you're getting your first read, there's not many better quarterbacks at that. Oh, yeah, I agree. And Brandon Cooks is the star receiver, and you know, seven catches, 107 yards. And, and Woods had a big game, because he was used in the running game as well. Yeah, and obviously Woods goes... It, it's Tyler Higby who catches, the, who catches the touchdown, because... Again, in the red zone, to get a little bit creative, and there's Tyler Higby wide open. It was, a, I thought, it was a coaching masterclass on both sides. I thought Wade Phillips does a great job at halftime, and I think Sean McVay does. And ultimately, it comes down to overtime. Drew Brees gets the, you know, Dante Fowler pressing, oh, picks her off, and then there's a kick. And I want to talk the kick before we finish in that. It's an amazing, it's one of the best kicks I've ever seen. Like the leg. His, his kick to force overtime in the first place. Was that 57? It's an amazing kick. Or was so, that 48? Yeah, so. I don't remember. And then they go, let me just, I'll double check for you. But what I want to, in the overtime is that's a bad snap as well. And Johnny Hecker does so well to get it down. I mean, you talk about money kicks, and I get it indoors. So, you know, you're not battling against the L. It is an Adam Vinatieri in the snow, I get that. But he kicks. Uh, let me just check the. I'll get I think the long one was fifty-seven to win the game. To win the game, yeah. So fifty-seven yarder into win the game. I think forty-eight was the other one. Forty-eight, yeah. To to, to for, it's money. M- money. Greg the leg comes up big, don't he? I, 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 you know, we saw. It's a shame because he deserves that moment in the spotlight, and he's not getting that moment in the spotlight because, because of, of the call. call. And really, you know, you don't see that. You know, he's iced the kicker as well. I forget which one he iced the kicker on. Um, but when Heckler pretends it was a fake that's anyway. The, that's the, the one to send it to all the time. Yeah, I mean, that's 
that's class by Hecke. You know, you can see the you can see the official running in from the sidelines and just decides I'm gonna fuck with everyone's head here and keep <laughs> his honest. Yeah. And that might just slow the rush down slightly because to kick the ball that far, everybody knows you have to take a, a, a much more acute angle to the floor, don't you? Rather than a more yeah, acute one. honest. Yeah, exactly. Why not? It makes, it, I think it makes a difference. It does. And then the second one, obviously, the, the snapshot pawn Hecke gets it down. It's 57, and genuinely, I know they always say it, it might be good from what. That looked good from 67. It was miles through. Do you reckon it was 15 yards further it would have gone in ah, from? Seven, is it? Seven, is it? Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it NBC that do that? Yeah. So we didn't get to see that. Did well, you, you could like? tell. I mean, I, I, I can see from where it went. That was good from. That was money kick. He, he, they were saying post game they thought he could be good from 61. I mean, that was that was good from 70. Is 61 the record. The league. Yeah, record? well, I think Matt Prater is like 62, 63 oh, right, in Denver, okay. which kind of skews things a little bit, but. I mean, my way, what a kick. And, and like I say, the, the Rams march on to face. Let's talk on that this next game. Uh, the New England Patriots, and I know that I think the general consensus over than fans of the Patriots is a bit of Patriots fatigue. You know, we've, A bit? Okay, a lot of Patriots fatigue. This is Tom Brady's ninth Super Bowl. It's the third. <laughs> third in a row, is that right? I'm right in saying? It's four and five. Yeah, so they got it was the Atlanta Super Bowl and the Philadelphia one, and now they've obviously got this one. Are you bored of them? Yeah, as, as absolutely. A, as a this is my thing is that, again, I've got no allegiance to or from the Patriots. And once the Packers are knocked out, I, I don't really care who wins the, what. I would. It's just the notion of the same storylines week after week. And we're going to get the same things. And rightly, you know what? As a Patriots fan... They deserve to be talked about for two uh, weeks. They're, they're there. They're there. And they're, they're amazing. And Tom Brady's amazing. And Bill Belichick's amazing. Everything that that organisation does, just it just breeds winning. I suppose the fatigue just comes from you. You were kind of like a different storyline every now and then. This happens in all sports. Once there's a, a a constant winner and everyone's trying to win, everyone gets a little bit bored of it just because you want something new to, to chat and watch and talk. Yeah, about. The, the, I like the story. Listen, this is this this game's going to come, come down to McVeigh versus Belichick, isn't yeah. it? I think everybody knows that. But you know the the McVeigh storyline so much fresher. I think it. Uh, uh, any any other head coach is just a much fresher thing to talk about than Bill Belichick. But that all that being said, you've got to give the respect to the Patriots because they're there again. Fucking hell! It's the you know, this is by hook or by crook. It, it's and you know what, mate? They've been superb. The they last two games, they've been superb. They're the best, yeah, they've been the best team in the playoffs, haven't they, for sure? They've by a country mile. Yeah. By a country mile. And they're pulling out plays from fucking 20 years ago that they haven't run. You know, and you see an eye form and they're just fucking ramming it down the throats. And you know Sony Michelle's coming and you can't stop him. And you know Edelman's going to be the one to receive the ball. You can't stop him. Can't stop and you got Gronkowski blocking like a fucking defensive end against... Mm. You know, and, and that's what it is. And they're just... They're an unstoppable machine, and Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick, because I think Belichick has a lot to do with how the offense performs as well. Um, and in, in the same way that McVeigh and Wade Phillips work together really closely, I believe um, they're just scheming, and this they, they they have planned for a Super Bowl run from when they started playing Sonny Michelle. And really getting him involved. Yeah, I was in say, it, because we, I didn't think they'd make it otherwise. We sat in the show. I remember Tony Michelle starting. He looked he didn't look good at all when he first came in. I said to Geno, "Are you worried about him?" When he was a bit, yeah, he was honest. He said a little bit. You know, hasn't been great. But the last eight weeks, it's been amazing. Tom Brady was the same. Tom Brady hadn't played well a lot. I think it's come out that he might have had a bad knee, and now he's better. And now he looks amazing again. And he's had that tune up with his goal with yeah, his with his little, little, throwing his throwing coach Gronk has been. A, the zombie Gronk has been nothing of him, and I'm just getting his start line up. He turns up and goes six for seventy nine. 
making massive plays, like big third down plays, catching everything, blocking everything. It, it to me, it just looked like been there, done that. We know what we're gonna do, and everything the Chiefs had in terms of defense, the Patriots kind of had an answer. I think the Chiefs work things out in terms of their offense because they were they started poorly and couldn't get anything going, and they kind of obviously we know by the end of it they get that flow and they get they get it going. Pat Mahomes ultimately does pretty well. But on the other side, I thought the page just come out, just run the ball down your throat, keep Pat Mahomes on the field in the cold, keep him off the sidelines. And everything, every time that the Chiefs made the defensive adjustment, John Bay was like, fine. They were already moving to the next one. Yeah. They were waiting for that adjustment to yeah. go, well, we've got the... I don't... You know the way that um, teams plan the first 15 plays of the drive if everything goes, you know, barring penalties and all that type of stuff, everything goes to plan. I thought, yeah, they've done that. But then I thought that they had three plans done. Yeah. And, and I think Belichick's gone, this is what Bob Sutton's going to do when we do this, and this is what we're going to do. They're not half-time adjustments. They're pre-planned adjustments yeah. that I think Belichick had in we're place. Gonna, we're going to run the ball with Sonny Michel. As soon as they, they set out to stop it, Julian Adam went over the middle. When they signed to stop that, well, there's Gronk. When they signed to stop that, oh my God, there's Philip Dorsett catching a touchdown. Tom Brady gets to the line, and even in that noise... He he had complete control of. He was checking down on everything. He could just he could just see for they they just couldn't stop the run. I think Berkey gets two rushing touchdowns and it does. Yeah, Johnny Michel obviously scores two as well. It was just like it's the death of a thousand paper cuts, isn't it? It's, that's what it is. It's <laughs> like the only team in the, the league she, the that she, will nickel and dime you all the way me, through me, sixty minutes. For me, it was like if you're gonna kill someone, the Chiefs might try and shoot you in the face. But you know, you might miss the Patriots. Just going to come and just slash you, and just slash you, and just go, 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 and eventually, and eventually, you bleed out because five yards there, two yards there, four yards there, five yards there, first down. Oh my god! Oh yeah, we've stopped the run. We've stopped the run. There's element. Was it something like they had forty-one first downs over the last two games? The 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 Chargers and the Chiefs didn't even have that many combined. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, you you look at it and you're thinking to yourself, this is just. And, and and towards the end of the game, all right, it's all Sonny Michelle yeah. to begin with. And then yeah, and Brady started throwing the ball, and you're like, oh my God, they've only got the greatest quarterback of all time now playing at an elite level as well. He's a fuck deal, lads. 36 first downs in this game. The Chiefs had 18. The Patriots go 524 yards. The Chiefs go 290. The Patriots run 94 offensive plays. The time Chief, of possession. The Chiefs run 47. 60... 68.4 third down percentage, 44. But it's 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 literally a case of domination. And this is this is the next point people have got to on this game. Obviously, bad calls, blah blah blah. Was the overtime rules? The fact is, by, by the time it gets to overtime, the Chiefs' offense have been on the field for like 88 plays or something. Sorry, the defense, and they are gassed. There is nothing they, they just, Geno called this last week. Yeah, Geno called it last week. They're going to be knackered because they're going to be they're going to be running that run down the throat again. There's been calls yet again for the whole. Give both teams possession in overtime, regardless of what happens. There's people who are for it, and the argument against is, well, your defense only has to make a stop, and that's that's a, a, a fair argument. It really is. The flip side is, by the time you get to overtime, defenses are always more tired than offenses because it's it's just a reactionary position. It's harder to do it. It's more tired. The fact that a coin toss can still have such a big impact on the game. Stupid. It isn't as bad as it used to be. It used to be win the toss, kick a field goal, win. Now, obviously, you've got to score a touchdown. But do you think there is, in an era where they're trying to shorten games for player safety and yada, 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 do you still think 
that coy and toss it should be if they score a touchdown you at least get a chance to score a yeah, touchdown absolutely anymore. absolutely because and then it can you, become it's too much on the coin flip it's yeah. just too much on the coin flip and that, listen work that shit out after the fact or find a way <laughs> find another way but there is no other way you can't get both offences and both defences on the field at the same time it's, you, it, it's the way that the game is played it's the fact that there's two phases to the game that make it so difficult but don't decide to buy a fucking coin flip yeah and I, I, the argument is you know make a stop I've been in the situation where Aaron Rodgers didn't get on the field in, in an overtime game Seattle just didn't get on the field is that Brady's now third time they've won the toss in playoff games in overtime he's, and he's and he's he scored a touchdown on all three pretty much and then, he, that's it he, he, Matt Ryan doesn't get on the field in the Super Bowl for example Aaron Rodgers doesn't get on the field in Seattle Papa Holmes doesn't get the chance to lead his team on a touchdown drive and again this is I, I'm saying this I'm not I'm not one of these patriotators that a lot of people are I, whatever they're fine they're, they're I just think it's unfair whether it's my team new, or somebody yeah, else from a neutral point of view it's more a case of and again, I get the whole, well, just make a stop. But that's easier said than done because your defence could be knackered as well. And it, yeah. well, at that point, here's, the, here's the thing, and, and why it's why it's such a good game to talk about this in, is because, as, as Jeno said last week, you know, the Chiefs are a chunk play side. Yeah. They'll miss two throws and hit you for 65 with one. And they did that. And they did that, and that's yeah. what they do. But what that means is they need to... Andy Reid somehow needs to build that side so that they can control possession more yeah. because his defence cannot stay on the field for 88 plays or 40, was it 44 minutes? Yeah, 90, 90, by the end of the game it's 97 plays. Yeah, so how many minutes are they on 40, the field? I think it's 44. 44 in the 60 or something like that and you're like, the defence can't do that. It's just impossible. You don't have enough players to be able to fill those positions to the level that you want to be able to play that many 97 plays on defence. It's, it's absolutely scandalous when the offences run about 30 or something like that. You know what I mean? So by the end of the game, you can tell just from this one game that defence is completely fucked. But had they won the coin toss, coin toss, the offence is fresh. Well, their defence is still fairly fresh. They've got a good chance. So that, that actually, it tells me that the Patriots play a, a smarter game. They're yep. playing the full 60 minutes and they're probably playing for overtime as well. The Chiefs are too explosive on offence and they can't they can't carry that defence because they can't keep them on the field. They need to change fundamentally if they want to challenge over an overtime game because I don't think they'd win many. Yeah. Not with it, not with the defence making yeah. a stop. Absolutely. Let's let's go in depth on a few different players. Then I want to start first. Um, on Pat Mahomes, who come out the gate, looked a little bit shaky, I thought. I don't think he, he you know, he overthrew. scored a point in the first half. Yeah, he overthrew he? a couple, he underthrew a couple, he took, you know, he runs himself out of field goal range at one stage by running backwards. Again, it's one of those, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. You know, that's who Pat Mahomes is. I I, I live the breath of life. You take the rough with this move, you're going to get those sometimes. And second half, maybe second quarter onwards, I thought he was, again, he looked just as good as anything. It was MVP, and, MVP levels in yeah, the second and I, half. And I wonder... Did he score 24 points in the yeah, fourth quarter? It was, it was absolutely ridiculous. And I oh. was thinking the other day, I was thinking the other day, it, I'm not, again, not a Page fan, it must have been terrifying to be on the opposite team to him. Every time as a player, and Tom Brady's on the other team, you're thinking, oh my God. I imagine for the first time in a while, the Patriots are looking at an opposing quarterback and thinking... This is really this is hard because this guy is doing ma- he is magic. The one when he evades the pass rush and kind of oh yeah that side arm throws it underneath the it's a, it's unreal how good he is how talented he is and again his time will come I'm sure. Listen, he he is a quarterback who's done stuff to Bel- Belichick's defense that I, I haven't seen someone do for a long time and but you know for all the talk of how good Andy Reid's been this season, it wasn't the scheme 
that got them back in that game. No. It was the talent of the quarterback that got them back in that game yeah. because Tyreek Hill has been taken out, because Travis Kelsey has been taken out, because Damian Williams isn't able to get into that game. The plays that were made were made off the back of Mahomes' talent alone. Yep. And that needs rectifying in and of itself because Belichick knew exactly what Andy Reid was going to do. Yep. He knew exactly how to deal with it. He's the first defensive coordinator this season, really, that's had a great plan for him. But he's not the first defensive coordinator, Belichick, who has run into a quarterback who's playing on another fucking level to everybody else at the moment. Absolutely. And what, what Belichick, I thought, did, that Terry Hill's killed the Patriots in two games. They've done a pretty good job. I know he has a couple of good big catches, but he doesn't absolutely murder them, and he has murdered them. <laughs> He's absolutely destroyed the Patriots again, Patriots fans. I'm just getting a stat line off to... I think, you know, the, the funny thing about the Patriots... And I, one, I sorry, one reception for 42 yards. Again. He's like... you can One reception, 40 yards on three targets. They have a couple of goals at him. One big play. If you can limit Terry Hill to one big play... I'm taking that. All You're day, taking that. all day. You let Sammy Watkins have it, and you let Damian Williams have it, and you let even Travis Kelsey to an extent have it. The page just decided Tyreek Hill isn't killing us again, and it worked. He, he, They've he, done it over and over again. They take your big weapons away, and they they make you adjust. And the Chiefs weren't able to adjust, unfortunately, for them. Like uh, it's been an offense that I've enjoyed watching this season. <sighs> but fuck me, the Patriots look unstoppable, and I'm not backing against them absolutely, in the Super Bowl. Absolutely, you know that first half. When Brady throws the inception on the one yard line, I, I'm thinking then if that if he scores that, I think it's game over pretty yeah. much. So I thought when when that goes the Chiefs' way, it, it, it gives the stadium a lift and then the, the they rally back. And you the, the the fairy tale story is that Pat Mahomes wins that game, but Tom Brady and the Patriots are the evil empire and they're not having that. They're not having it. And that I want to have that overtime drive where Julian Edelman is absolute money. He absolutely. He's had a couple of bad drops as well yeah, in the yeah. in the fourth quarter, he, hasn't he? He has the yeah, you know the one where the, where the muffed punts maybe grazes them or doesn't, and who knows? They, they, they don't. I did. Can we talk about that? I want my my question on that one. Let's before we talk about that. And then is that I don't think you can overturn it once you call it a fumble. Exactly. If you call it a not fumble. I think you can call that off, but I think there's not enough evidence on that screen to say. Well, he, you can't overturn it. The call I actually stands. thought I the thought stands. Could, I thought you could see his thumb move from where I looked. Again, it's completely different. I, listen, I, I, it's officiating again. It's isn't officiating, it? but it comes. I I think that call has to stand. Now it wouldn't have been a touchdown, would it? It would no, have been, been placed. Ball from there, where they were, yeah. They'd have had the ball, but where Adam and Muffed it. Yeah. I think that, I, I agree hundred percent with you. There's not enough evidence to overturn that. Oh. And there's you know, listen, if it had been called the other way. I would tell you exactly the same. Yeah. There's not enough evidence right. to turn it the other way. Yeah. Having said that, he, re- he recovers from that. And in that, again, in that drive down down over time, he is just unbelievable. He's, he runs the hardest routes. He runs over the middle where he knows he's going to get absolutely smashed in the face all the time. Tell you who else is money? Romo. Romo knew what like, he just called the whole game. He, he kind of spoiled it for me. It was, like, it was what, the fourth it was, quarter, he didn't miss a beat. It was kind of like watching a movie with someone who's seeing the movie and they're going to go. Oh, watch this! But he's gonna come. He's gonna jump off that cover now. Oh, oh, watch out for the man with the knife! And then all of a sudden, the man with the knife. That was, what it was like watching Romo. It was absolutely ridiculous. Fair play to him. He's, he's unreal. He should be a coordinator. He could. He very. I doubt he gets paid as much. Or to be a coordinator, I imagine he's getting a lot. Well, of it's money. the thing, isn't it? It's like you know, I, a defensive coordinator maybe because you can call every single play. Yeah, just, a defensive spotter. Just whisper. Don't run over the middle. Have you seen Sean McVay's back coach? Yeah. Maybe, I think I put it in the our WhatsApp yeah, group. Maybe Tony Romo could be like a, a defensive spotter for somebody. <laughs> just, brilliant. You, you can just diagnose the player like that and just put the call. But that, this, this is the difference between him and Witten. It's not that 
you know, it's not that Witten doesn't know American football. It's that Witten wasn't a quarterback. No. And and that's the things that quarterbacks have to look out for because as a quarterback, you need to know about the defence and you need to know about the offence. Yep. And it's the only position on the field that does that. So clearly, quarterbacks are just going to be the best for this. Like, and Tony Romo's, he, he's, he's, such, he's got such a great personality. He, he talks with a smile on his face and all that. Like, you just can't help, literally in love with him. Yeah, he's a good, he's, he's a, the most talented man I've ever seen. He's good looking, and I just want to have his baby. Stay, is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure his beautiful wife might put keep him with. I can sex it up every now and again. You know I, I'm sure you can, man. I'm sure you can. Um, back to back to show you one day. I'm all right, mate. I'm on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm all over it. So James White, let's all James White. Again, he's the best shit player I've ever seen. Uh, this, is, this is my point. Is that? I was watching. A, I'm barehead. I was watching the NFL Network the other day, and they were talking like, "Is Julian Edelman a, a, a Hall of Famer now?" Just because of the, just the, made more receptions than anyone in the postseason, other than Jerry Rice. Rice yeah. And then James White now was he probably should have been MVP of the Super Bowl at one yeah. point. Um, I think the Atlanta one he was harsh. He, he probably could have won it. He then has another game here where obviously it's not. It isn't so much the running because again the rushing he goes six for twenty three. Fine. It's four for forty nine catching. It's just like. He is unstoppable in that screen game. He's another one who you just you don't even acknowledge before the game. You're thinking, oh, Gronk. And then James White, again and again, just keeps coming out and he just keeps performing. He's he's another one of this. It's why it's why the Patriots are the best team in the league, is that they have no star players who are on absolute gigantic star money. Even the, even Tom Brady isn't on that much money. But they, 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 they've got lots of mid-range players, which gives them so much depth. So you can rotate Berkhead in and you can rotate White in and there's Edelman and there's Dorsett and there's Gronk and there's... Michelle. Uh, yeah, there's, oh, we're going we're gonna to have a little go up to Cordero Pass and stuff because why not? And it's just on and on. They just keep, And that's why I think they're amazing is that they're so well-schemed. They've got the best quarterback ever, who's ever going to live ever. But their roster is so deep just because they've... they've they again, they've zagged, they've zagged when everyone else has zigged. Everyone else has gone, rookies, rookies, rookies... Star players, yeah, they've kind of gone well. We don't, we'll just go mid range player, mid range player, mid range player, and it works because you could just you can't stop them all. They are too talented for you just not to be able to acknowledge. And it's the patience that they show in attacking teams. You know, I talked about it from the flip side before about the Kansas City Chiefs and stuff, but you know, we we talk, I, I remember Peyton Manning doing it for the Colts and a little bit for the Denver Broncos. Is that you know, Nickel and Diamond them, yep. you know, just f- taking four yards when the defence are giving you four yards. But Tom Brady never gets bored of that. No. Tom Brady never thinks to himself, oh, I, I need to get aggressive, I need to get a score. He just keeps going. He just keeps going. And th- at some point, what are the Chiefs supposed to do? They're supposed to just go, I've got to take that away. But they never do. They're always worried about the, the other plays. And the Patriots just keep getting four or five yards, keep getting ahead, keep being ahead of the sticks. And they just keep on pounding. I mean, the, the drive to start the game, stay eight minutes long, 75 yards or just something Just takes like the out of the crowd. Kills it. Um, that's the thing on the Patriots I want to talk about is... They're much maligned, reaching the offensive line. My God. Outstanding. That's why they win, because there's, if you can't pressure Brady, you'll beat it every time. And every time, again, I've sat on the show a few times, said teams who have beat Brady in the playoffs or ran him close have got after him. So Philly in the Super Bowl hits him a few times. Remember Denver beating the shit out of him in that AFC title game. Jacksonville last year come very, very close because they, they're able to put pressure on him with four. The Chiefs were never really able to do it. And it wasn't because they, they're not good players. Because D Ford's a good player, Chris Jones is a good player, Justin Houston's a good player. The Patriots offensive line, and to an extent they're running back blocking. And Gronk, major major fact that you've got to acknowledge. They just, if they, their plan was, if we give this guy five seconds, four seconds, whatever, 
we'll win this game. And, and they were able to do it. Yeah, you got and the that, ball. That, I think the average, like, was it two and a half seconds? For and the that, again, we're gonna, we'll preview the Super Bowl at a later date. That is a worry for the Rams. If they can't get to Brady, they've got no chance. No, it, it is going to be a massive worry. But I think the the one thing that the Rams have got is, that, you know, Aaron the last... The, well, yeah, Aaron Donald <laughs> can, can be past... A, a fucking double team in one second and I don't know how he does it Steve it's like a ghost isn't it's it it's fucking voodoo mate <laughs> it's fucking voodoo it's like there's two of them and he just goes boom yeah. and, and he's through it and you're like the lad didn't even get his hands up <laughs> yeah. and you're at the quarterback's feet and he's looking around going where's Adam Donald yeah. and I'm like mate he's behind you <laughs> like how did you not notice him he's a big guy how did you not see him squeeze through that six foot gap there yeah, it's ridiculous and that's the only thing that and but, Sue my word, Sue, the, the last two weeks, Dharmic and Sue has been incredible. So all you Patriot haters out there, and you and you, and there's lots of us, or I wasn't, lots of them. Oh, I include me in yeah. the us, I hate them, it, hate them. You are. But I respect them. Yeah, you are praying for Aaron Donald, <laughs> because he's, he's, your, he's your only hope as, as a, what did, to, to borrow a Star well, Wars line. We'll talk about it next week a little bit, but it'd be interesting to get your thoughts on this. What did the Patriots do badly? Do badly? Yeah. They aren't great at linebacker. I think that you, I think when you get their linebacker going horizontal, that's how you beat them. And that's why I think the Rams might. If I'm Sean McVay, I am planning out as many sweeps, reverses, dunk offs, sideways. Get 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 the Patriots covering wide because I don't I don't I think you can beat them deep as well. I think Gilmore is great. I think everything else is a bit. Yeah, Jackson got done a couple of times, but I think you've got to spread them out. And what did the Rams do badly? I don't think they're a particularly brilliant defense. To be honest, I don't think they cover. I think the secondary is pretty average. So we'll. I think what we'll see is. I think you. you I think you're spot on. I think what we'll see is the Patriots hit a lot more deep shots against they'll this have, Rams defense. But they need the time to be able to do that. And whether they'll get that time, they'll come up with something. They'll come up with something mad. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's, because he's done amazing. Because he always does. So he's yeah. got fucking two weeks. And I don't think he's prepare, been preparing for this for two weeks. I think he's been preparing this for six. He, he, knew, that's he, knew, he, he knew he was going to be facing a high-powered offense. And they've just beat one of them. They beat, well, yeah, one and a half. I, don't think, I think the Chargers offense was, was beat up by the time they beat them. They destroyed the Chiefs. And obviously, they're going now to... To another Patriots Super Bowl, and we can't wait. So, good luck to them. Good luck to the Rams in uh, two weeks. We'll be back next week to preview that game probably in more detail. Any final thoughts on Championship Sunday before we wrap Just up? that it was brilliant. As a neutral, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. It was so, so enthusiastic. Again, the, the unfortunate thing is it's ruined, I think, by Are the way. We're not previewing the Pro Bowl. I mean, are you even watching it? I've got no idea. Who's I'm not it? watching it. Absolutely not. I'm not no, watching it. it. It's the most. Pointless American football. Yeah, I'm all right. It's I'm more right. pointless than preseason games. I'll and pre season games are shite. I'll take the break. I'll quite happily have a week off. Chris, thanks very much. You too, mate. Uh, it's good to have you back. It was it was nice to be here. Sorry, Geno couldn't be here again. Blame our trains. It's probably for the best. If I don't hate, think anyone's really asked. If you hate the Patriots, Geno would have been gloating for an hour or whatever and it'd have been unbearable. So we might the British weather might have done you a favour. He's probably tried to run here in the <laughs> in the in the non snow. He was so 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 desperate to be coming. Oh, never mind. Um Chris, thanks very much. Thanks everyone at home for watching or listening. If you're on iTunes, give us a review and all that stuff at Radio's help. If you're on YouTube, thumbs up, comments, everything. We will reply to them all if we can. We'll be back next week to preview the Super Bowl. Uh, until then, goodbye. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. 
Try the super light tree runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 